Coming up. Have you ever told God that he's a liar? Uh, don't, don't answer too quickly now. Don't, don't answer too quickly. Think about this. Has there been, let me rephrase the question. Yeah. Has there been something God has said and then you didn't believe it was true or would happen? God has said, you can trust me. And then there are times in our lives where we like, I'm struggling with trusting you, and so I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Right, right. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the ninth message in the series, Replacing Truth with Lies, Part 1. If you've been living for, you know, <laughs> a little bit, it don't take long for you to know that this is something the devil likes to do. Yeah. He likes to replace truth with lies and he makes propositions to align with that desire of his. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we live in a society that purports the notion that it's okay to not tell the truth. <laughs> That's the kind of society we live in. Mm -hmm. In fact, it says that it is wise to tell lies at times. Oh, yeah. it, not only is saying don't tell the truth, it's saying, no, you should tell a lie <laughs> in that situation. That's what our culture tells us. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of that. There's a term in the dictionary called white lies. Mm -hmm. It is an actual term in our dictionary. <laughs> called white lies. Yeah. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, a white lie means a lie about a small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another person. Y'all mm. y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. So you tell this lie and it's unimportant and it's, it's a small matter, but I don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings or hurt a person. And then the definition goes on to give us an example of the use of the word. It says, he told a little white lie as his excuse for missing the party. Mm. <laughs> so it gives us a way that it's used. Yeah. Look at how this notion is nonsensical. It really doesn't make much sense when you think about it. If it is a small and unimportant matter, then why not just tell the truth? Right, right. <laughs> because it's small and unimportant. It's unimportant. So, right? So know. just tell the truth then, right? But it's saying, no, this is the time to tell the lie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make much sense when you really think about it. Right. This also infers that you should only tell the truth when it's a big, important matter. Mm -hmm. That's the inference here. However, we know God instructs us not to bear false witness 
at any time, <laughs> on any level, or in any way. Right, right. It's one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Yes. Also, I am compelled to tell a lie about if I'm compelled to tell a lie about a small matter so I won't hurt someone else's feelings. You know, I will be compelled to tell a lie about a big matter to not hurt my own feelings wow. or hurt myself. Right. Right. You know, our, we even there is even a term to help avoid this incident you know it's like i plead the fifth you know i'm not gonna say nothing because if i do it's gonna hurt me right right right, right. <laughs> and then also people use that little white lie term they don't just stick with the little insignificant issues right they 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 it, it, they use it for big issues too exactly yeah exactly and so uh so you know if i'm trying to if i'm trying to uh protect somebody else's feelings. I'm going to tell a lie to protect my own. Mm -hmm. So you see how it grows, right? Yeah. This whole concept. Yeah. Therefore, I want to tell you today mm -hmm. that it's dangerous to ascribe to the harmless nature of telling lies. Yeah. So on your outline, uh, write this down. We must understand the devil is a liar and he has some lying children. Just <laughs> the devil's a liar and he gas lying children too mm -hmm. let that sit in a little bit mm -hmm. let that sit in now before i read the passage that supports this uh, we need to know that jesus had just told some folks mm -hmm. that if they followed his teachings they would know the truth and the truth would set them free yeah yeah and the folks responded by standing on their lineage and said, we are Abraham's children hmm. and we have never been in bondage. Hmm. Okay. He said, why are you telling me, you know, I don't know nothing about bondage. They were saying now this inference they made was wrong in two ways. First, the notion that being a child of Abraham precludes you somehow from bondage was false because the children of Israel, which was of the lineage of Abraham, were in bondage for over 400 years. Mm -hmm. And the second is Jesus told them that they were, in, was telling them that they were in spiritual bondage because of their sin. Yeah. And so Jesus responded to them in John 8, 37 through 40. And this is what he says. I know you are Abraham's descendants, but you want to kill me because you don't want to accept my teaching. I am telling you what my father has shown me, but you do what your father has told you. All right, let's pause right here. Let's pause right here because it, it bears for us to mention from time to time that this idea that we hear these this phrase we hear is that we are all god's children mm -hmm. i know you've heard it over and over again that is a lie everybody or every person is not a child of god mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not according to the bible now i know when some people use that 
they may really mean that God is responsible for our ex everybody's existence. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they're equating that to being a child of God. But I want to tell you, it's still a lie because the Bible says that right here, we just read it. Jesus is telling some human beings <laughs> that you are you are. Uh, doing, you're not doing what my father, God says for you to do. Mm -hmm. You're doing what your father says for you to do. So Jesus says, no, you have a different father than I do. Right. Right. So we know that there's not one father for all people mm -hmm. in this sense that Jesus is trying to, trying to convey. And what happens is that when you, if, if, if you are, uh, an offspring of someone, then there should be traits that you have that emulate that person. Mm -hmm. If this is a physical offspring, then there should be physical traits. If it's a spiritual offspring, offspring then there should be spiritual traits. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying that you don't have the spiritual traits of God as your father. Yeah. And then he goes on to say in verse 39, and they responded to him. They said, our father is Abraham. Jesus said, if you were a really Abraham's descendants, you would do what Abraham did. I am someone who has told you the truth. I heard from God, but you are trying to kill me. Abraham did nothing like that. So Jesus is telling them, Really, if you are Abraham's child, now he's not denying that they're not physically Abraham's children, mm -hmm. but he's now taking it to another level and talking about their spiritual nature. And he's saying your spiritual nature is not that of Abraham. Yeah. Because you are trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, Abraham didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And this is what he was trying to tell them that. So you're trying to claim Abraham as your father. That's not the case. Yeah. You yeah. need to rethink that. So they were believing he was. And look what it goes on to say in verse 41. Uh, so you are doing what your own father did. But they said, we are not like children who never knew who their father was. God is our father. He is the only father we have. And then look what Jesus says to them. He's, Jesus said to them, if God were really your father, you would love me. <laughs> I came from God and now I am here. I did not come on my own authority. God sent me. You don't understand the things I say because you cannot accept my teaching. Your father is the devil. Mm. Wow. There it is right there. Let's stop right here. So now they're claiming not only Abraham as their father, Jesus says, that's not true. And now you're claiming God as your father. And he said, that's not true either. And he says that if you... God were your father, you would love me. Mm -hmm. So if someone's not loving Jesus, then God is not their father. Right. It's plain. And this goes 
and and this is goes contrary to what we hear that we're all God's children. Uh, according to the Bible, that's not true. That's not true. A requirement of being a child of God is to love Jesus. And we'll talk more about that later. But Jesus straight out clear tells them, you are the you are your father is the devil. I want to point out just how they really believed the lie that God was their father. They had embraced that lie and they believed that lie about themselves. I'm wondering how many people in the world today are believing the lie that they that God is their father. Hmm. And God is saying, no, your father is the devil. Yeah. I would imagine there's many, many, many people yes. believing that. Yeah. And this is a major lie that folks have adopted. And it's a lie that won't allow them to be in heaven with God mm. for all eternity. Mm -hmm. And we'll touch on that a little more. Look what the passage goes on to say. It says, verse 44 again, your father is the devil. You belong to him. You want to do what he wants. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was always against the truth. There is no truth in him. He is like the lies he tells. Yes, the devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. Yep, yep, yep. If you haven't already highlighted, circled this passage in your Bible, you should. Mm -hmm. Because this is important for us to understand. So that we don't leave this world thinking God is our father and he really isn't. Right. We need to deal with that and deal with it rightly. Mm -hmm. Again, they were convinced and they had convinced themselves that God was their father, but it was the farthest from the truth. Amen. See, lies, um, the lies we tell ourselves about ourselves are often the most damaging. And so we got to be really careful about lies. And this takes us to our next point. Some truths about lies and liars. So I want to give you some truths about lies and liars. The first is lies can cause you to lose your ability to comprehend some things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lies can mess up your understanding, <laughs> your ability to understand. That's what lies can do. Yeah. Look what it says here in Matthew 16, um, 21 and 22a. It says, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders and the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be, he would be raised from the dead. I want to stop right here for a moment. 
I want to be clear here. Jesus, the text says, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly. So it's clear. It's, it's, it's clear, right? It's plain. And he tells them that these things are necessary. This is not an idea or a suggestion or perhaps, no. Jesus says plainly, what I'm about to tell you is necessary. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Yeah. So it's clear language that you, you seem like, you, okay, it's clear. You should be able to comprehend it. Okay. It's not any fogginess to it. It's plain. Jesus tells them. And then Jesus tells them about his, he, Jesus gives his disciples the gospel of himself. Yeah. And he hasn't died yet, but he's telling them it's going to happen. Jesus is proclaiming the gospel to his disciples. Mm -hmm. But then look what Peter says in verse 22. After hearing this plain language about something necessary. It says, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) What? So Peter couldn't comprehend this plain language of necessary, that it was necessary for Christ to suffer, to die, and to be raised from the dead. He, it, it just, he, he just reprimanded Christ for even saying, don't even say that, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, lies can mess up your comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can jack you up. Mm-hmm. You you can't even process certain things. And Peter tells Jesus, you shouldn't even be talking like that. When Jesus said, no, it's necessary. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. The second truth about lies is lies can cause you to tell God that he's alive. Mm -hmm. Lies can cause you to tell God he's alive. Wow. See, just before Peter told Jesus, don't talk like that, Peter had said something just before that, just moments before this conversation, Jesus, he, Peter had said something. Look what it says in Matthew 16, verse 15 and 16 and verse 22. We'll get to it again. It says, then he asked them, talking about his disciples, but who do you say I am? He had asked him what other people say he, who other people say he is. He says, but now who do you say I am? And then verse 16 says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Okay. So just before Peter told Jesus, don't talk like that. Peter told Jesus that he was God, basically. He said, you're the Messiah, Mm -hmm. the one the prophets talked about. Mm -hmm. You are the son of the living God, which means you are God. So then Peter goes on to verse 22, like we already read, and says, but Peter took him aside Mm -hmm. and reprimanded God (laughs) for saying such things. And heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Peter tells the one that Peter said was God. Peter tells God himself, what you just said ain't going to never happen when God just said it was going to happen. 
You see what lies can do? Right. Lies can cause you to tell God he's a liar. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's no little white lie. There's no, 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 no. I, I want to stay as far away from him as I can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't accept this notion that it's okay to tell lies. No, lies are dangerous. Lies are dangerous. Mm. You mean it can lead me to call to say, God, you're a liar? Mm. That's what Peter did right here. Yeah. He's tell, he tells Jesus, this will never happen. Mm. What you just said is going to happen. Oh, he's a man of his word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, he's a man of his word. We got to be careful. I got I got a question for you. Have you ever told God that he's a liar? Uh, don't don't answer too quickly now. Don't don't answer too quickly. Think about this. Has there been let me rephrase the question. Yeah. Has there been something God has said and then you didn't believe it was true or would happen? Right. Think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you, God has said that you can trust me. And then there are times in our lives where we like, God, I'm tired. I, 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 <sighs> I'm struggling with trusting you. And so I'm going to take this into my own hands. Right, right. God has said, if you wait on me, I will renew your strength. And then you get to the point where you're like, God, I got to go renew my own strength. Yeah, I need to do this. I need to say this. I need to, yeah. Yeah, I got to take it into my own hands. All right, all right. So, so just think about it. Think about it. You know, you, you might have never uttered the words, but your actions said, God, I don't believe what you said. I don't trust what you said. What you said is not true, so I got to take it into my own hands. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control. Transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook 
subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. We need to look at things from God's perspective, from a heavenly perspective. Right. So that we can make sense of this broken world we live in. So that we can make sense of the broken humanity we are. Because if we're only looking at it from a human perspective, we're only looking at it through broken, through a broken lens. And that will lead us astray every time. Thank you for listening.